Welcome to the Young Central Podcast, your hub for human rights, mental health, and social justice. I'm your host, Serene Banna, and you can join us in our discussions every Wednesday. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Young Central Podcast. As promised, I'm still in a really great mood. <laughs> Um, but I wanted to, before we kick kickstart the episode and start discussing today's topic, I want to start off by kind of talking a little bit about Young Central. So Young Central to me is, it's not something that I feel like I have to do. I love doing this. And if you go on the Young Central website, you know, there's a bunch of stuff you'll find the podcast where all the episodes are listed. You'll find the periodical, which is in progress. Um, It's not 100% yet, and that's fine. It takes a little bit of time to get everything in place and, you know, get things smooth sailing. But there's also the shop. Um, And the shop is, it has a lot of sustainability, you know, interweaved in it, whether you're looking at Coco Kind or you're looking at Sahira um, and there's also this contact form. And I want to talk about the contact form just because I think that, you know, I've been getting these DMs and the DMs are all about topics that you want me to discuss or you want to hear more about or maybe see a an, an post on the periodical about. And I love it, but I am not good at checking the DMs, especially when they go to like the request sections of Instagram. Um, so sometimes I miss them. So if you have anything, any topic, anything that you want to hear about, please use the contact form. I think I would have the best possible way of seeing it through there. Um, but I also very much appreciate the advice about what topics to discuss next and what, you know, to talk about. I think that's really cool. So now that that's kind of (laughs) out of the way, um, this week we're talking about the UK's four-day work week. You might be thinking, Serene, what does this have to do with human rights? It has a lot to do with human rights. Article 24 of the Declaration on Human Rights states that everyone has a right to leisure like rest and leisure to enjoy life, you know, having reasonable working hours, basically enough time on their hands to where they're not a slave to their job. They have enough time to take care of themselves. And so what we've seen throughout history, particularly, is, is that there's now this overwhelming sense of your life is your job. And if you're not employed, you're doing something wrong. And if you're not slaving away from nine to five or nine to six and working overtime, there's something wrong. That ideology, it goes way back to the early 1900s. Um, It was around the Great Depression when Henry Ford came up with this idea of how do we fix the Great Depression? Okay, let's up everyone's work hours. Let's make sure everyone's doing more. And so he introduced that eight-hour work 
workday instead of 10 because he found that after eight hours, people were just unproductive, surprisingly. (laughs) And so it kind of became this thing where people just were working more in order to make ends meet. And it worked for some time, right? It became, in the U.S. at least, in 1940, it became congressional law that full-time is 40 hours. They tried to reduce it to 36 hours, and there was like this uproar of like, no, we need 40 hours, blah, blah, blah. So they kept it at 40 hours uh, in 1940. But we've seen a big shift in how people respond to 40-hour work weeks. We've seen how the stress of a 40-hour work week and, and all that stuff that comes with it has been influencing people, especially now after the pandemic. So during COVID, a lot of people were on break. A lot of people were either working from home or were simply not working. Um, And I was one of those people who was working from home, but I had a remote job to begin with. (laughs) So it didn't really make a difference for me. But I did see a shift in everyone else around me. And that shift, I think, is so important to note because Now we hear of this great resignation that's happening globally, right? People have realized after COVID, they realized what matters, self-care, having time for yourself, having time for hobbies. A lot of people were painting. A lot of people were learning instruments. A lot of people were TikToking. There were so many different parts of people's lives that were explored during COVID and during the stay-at-home order and, and quarantine that I think... Although we were in a pandemic, it gave people this sense of life, this sense of like, I have something to live for that is not my job. And if you look at, you know, the the work weekend that we have now, they say nine to five, right? But some jobs start earlier at eight. Some jobs, you know, might start at seven. And then you have eight hours. Account traffic into that. If you live in LA... <laughs> You know LA traffic, how how bad it is. If your day starts at 8, you have to plan to leave at around 6.30, 7. If you finish at 5, you won't be home until 7. So from 7 a.m., give or take, half an hour to an hour, to 7 p.m., give or take, half an hour to an hour, your focus solely on your job. Although it is an eight-hour workday, that's 12 hours of your life every single day. So there's not much time to come home and maybe I should work on a hobby or maybe I'd like to do a puzzle. Maybe I want to read a little bit. All that stuff kind of becomes secondhand when we're looking at the schedules that we have now. So this whole four-day week, four-day four work week, <laughs> the four-day work week that the UK is implementing, it's not new. So I know that there's plenty of countries in Europe who've been trying it out. Iceland had a, they did something very similar between 2015 and 2019. And what Iceland found was when they had four-day work weeks, people were generally much more happy. They were much more productive. 
They were much more excited to go to work and do their jobs and interact with people on a daily basis. And you know why? I mean, we all know why, but I mean, (laughs) for the most part, I think when you give someone that freedom to realize that, yes, we need a job to be able to make ends meet and we need a job to be able to have a secure life. But that should not be what life is. I have been, you know, it's it's a kind of hit or miss for me with this because I've been at home for quite some time. Um, I worked remote before the pandemic. I worked remote during the pandemic. And I was working remote after the pandemic. And recently, ever since, you know, I had a contract job, my research ended And I've been in this hiatus of just a lot of free time on my hands. So I look at what I've been doing and it blows people's minds because I've been doing a lot with my time, whether it's reading or this podcast or what else have I been doing? I've been doing a lot of just like yoga, meditation, all this stuff that makes me feel good. I've been doing jujitsu. And I highly recommend jujitsu if anyone is wondering. Um, And all this stuff that people don't have time for. People are just too tired to do because they're worried about doing laundry or they're worried about, you know, making sure all the cleaning in the house is done or their errands are done or when do we go grocery shopping? All this stuff that takes priority over self-care for me has not been an issue because I have all the time in the world to do everything I want. (laughs) And that that scares me a little bit because I know that it's coming to an end soon. But seeing this trial of a four-day work week, it gives me a lot of hope and like a lot less anxiety about going back to work and going back to this whole concept of you know, doing everything that I have to do to make ends meet and to make sure that I'm living a secure life. Because at the end of the day, if I said money is not important, no one would believe me. And I know that I would be lying because it money makes the world go round. But I also think that we hold money at such a high, at such a high regard, not to say it's not important, Okay, I have I have a lifestyle I like to uphold, you know, so I understand it. But I think over time we get so stressed out with this concept of money and income and making sure, you know, you're doing this, this and this and this. And we put ourselves last. So this four day work week, I'm excited to see play out because of the overall satisfaction in people's lives that we'll see. Um I think this is a really big movement in society. I know COVID was a really big hit to many people internationally. A lot of people were affected whether they lost loved ones or they went through COVID and, you know, had a bunch of anxiety and had a bunch of depression and all this stuff started surfacing and, you know, bubbling up to the top. It was not an easy time. But I also think that that shift in people realizing where their priorities were, whether that's spending time with the people they love, whether that's, you know, 
seeing their kids grow up, whether any, all those little things that became really important for people, it, it started this social movement. And I don't think, I do not think that without COVID, we would see the UK doing this four day work week. In part, they are doing this because of the pandemic to be more flexible. And I will add that pay is not, pay is not changing. So I know they're working only 80% of, you know, what they're supposed to be working, but they're getting 100% of the pay, which is like the cherry on top for me. I think I love that companies are doing this and I love that it's becoming sort of this new social movement because it is important when we stop listening to ourselves and we start, we wake up to the same alarm every day. And we go through the same routine. We go to the office or wherever you might work and you start your day early. Then you have lunch at the same time. You know, you go back to work for a few more hours. Then you have to get in your car and drive home. You're exhausted. You have to prepare for the next day. You have to make sure everything around the house is done. You have to make sure if you're in classes, if you're working and you're in school, you have to make sure your homework is done, your assignments are completed, whatever the case. If you have kids, you have to make sure dinner's on the table. You have to make sure you help with homework. You have to make sure all this stuff that should be primary is now secondary. And overall, it has influenced us to hate life. I will be the first one to tell you I love working. I love working. I think it gives me such a sense of purpose and it gives me something to look forward to because I I tell you, it's been six months of me having alone time and time to reflect and work on my hobbies. But with those six months, I've been constantly thinking about the fact that it's the first time in my life I'm not working and there is an anxiety that comes with that. So I think a good balance where people are comfortable going to the office and then knowing that they get one extra day to spend at home, maybe to pick up their kids from school or maybe to plan a family dinner or a date night or whatever the case, that one extra day I think will have a really significant impact on the well-being of people and the morale of different countries. I want to see if the U.S., I know the U.S. has already done some of these experiments. Boston College is really big on this, you know, four-day work week concept. Um, And they've led most of the research as well as Oxford and Cambridge. But I want to see the U.S. start to implement this because I can't pretend to know what, you know, the morale in Europe is. I don't live there. But I do live here and I see people exhausted and people are just grinding tooth and nail to make sure that they do everything possible, whether that's to get their bonuses or working overtime to get a pay raise or trying to get that, you know, promotion that they've been that they've been passed up for for years. So it is a lot of cutthroat stress that comes with it. Um And, you know, stress prolonged has really negative effects on the body. It has negative effects on our mental health, on our ability to cope. So all that stuff is taken into account. 
So when we look at a four-day work week, my number one thing is it's not just about that extra day and it's not just about having more time for hobbies, but I really think there are so many ripple effects that will come from it, whether it's kids seeing their parents more or, you know, families being together. If you're not a family, like people going out and exploring and doing fun stuff and just enjoying where we're at. I don't, I don't know. I think a lot of people see it. I, I certainly see it. We are headed towards a recession. We are headed towards a recession. Economists are, you know, pointing at it. The news is constantly pointing at it. Whether you want to look at the media as like trying to put fear into our minds or whether you want to see it as like an actual factual warning of what's coming up, we are headed towards some very difficult times. We've seen it, you know, there's shortages, not just in the US, Australia right now has a lettuce shortage. So KFC has been substituting lettuce with cabbage. People are upset. The US gas prices are skyrocketing, skyrocketing. I think it's going to hit $7 a gallon in California by the end of summer. Um, There's a lot that's going on. Rent is spiking, right? But with all this stuff happening, people are not getting paid anymore. So if a four-day work week is implemented and introduced, the way I see it is sort of like, yes, they're working less, but with the stress of everything else happening around us, whether that's trying to make ends meet, putting food on the table, making sure everyone is happy and dealing with the recession that's upcoming in the best way possible, they're not getting a pay cut. They're not. And that to me is not a problem because I know that workers in the U.S. are underpaid. I know it's a lot better than a lot other countries, especially looking at the fact that we are in a capitalist society. So U.S. workers are compensated. Okay, compared to other countries. But the work environment in the U.S. is a very negative one. You know, you, you'll you get a call at 8 p.m. from a manager saying, oh, we need to do this, this, and this. And if you want to keep your job, you answer that call and you get it done. You know, there are so many things that come with it. It's not a nine to five. It really is not. It's more of a all day, every day thing. Someone has a call on the weekend. Well, you better prove to your manager that you're serious about this job. Take the call. Do the work. Go into the office. Put in overtime, but don't bill it because that's how you show you're a good worker. That's the overall morale here in the United States. So four-day work week, I don't think would change much other than give people the satisfaction of being at home and still dealing with work and still dealing with life, but in a way that makes them feel like they have more control. There is a reason that the right to leisure is in the human rights, right? It's Article 24. There's a reason it was put in there. And that's because people understood, Eleanor Roosevelt and everyone who was on the committee understood the pressures of work on the person and the pressure of a negative work environment and overworking on the person. 
And they understood that while working is necessary, again, it's very necessary, life is equally as important. There's no reason to work all these hours and make all this money if you can't enjoy life, if you can't take a vacation, if you can't spend time with people you love. Um, so I'm, I think this is an amazing opportunity for not just the UK, but I think if it starts to catch on, because, you know, it started Iceland, Belgium has introduced it, Spain is next, US is researching it. If this starts to catch on, I could see this becoming a new norm. And I'm very, very excited for it. Um, <laughs> a three-day weekend would be fantastic. When I'm employed, I will have to worry about that. But as of right now, um, I'm equally as happy because in a few months I will be in the UK. And <laughs> so while I'm currently not influenced by a four-day work week, if this catches on and the UK loves it, and they start to implement it into law, then while I'm there, I'll be part of the four-day work week, and I'll be able to speak firsthand on the influence of that on the person. Um, but generally speaking, I think it's a good move. I'm, I'm really hoping to see more people kind of catch on to this, more companies doing this. Um, I, I already know some of the companies that are not going to implement this, Apple is not going to implement this. I hope I'm wrong, but they're not. Google, definitely not going to implement this. And I'll tell you why. Working at Google is like working in a fantasy land. They take care of everything. You have a gym. You have, you know, the cafeteria. You have a movie theater. You have all these people who do laundry for you and people who wash your car and all that stuff. And you know why? It's not because Google cares about its employees. It's because Google wants to make sure its employees don't have anything else to worry about except for their work. So I think it would be a stretch to say that companies like Google or Facebook would take time away from work to be able to focus on the well-being, because they do a lot of that already to make sure there are no necessary stressors in their employees' lives. Um, but again, they do that for a reason. So I don't see them doing it. Maybe small companies, um, smaller companies, I should say, companies that are able to afford it. Um, I don't know what the cost basis is right now for it, but if people long-term are going to be more productive and more excited and more eager to work and get extra projects done. I think that would have a long-term impact and a benefit for these companies um, that would not be seen in, you know, other places or companies that don't necessarily do it. So we'll see this, this uh, trial period, I believe is six months. These 70 countries, 70 countries, sorry. These 70 companies in the UK are going to try this on for six months and see how it does, see how workers are doing, see how everyone kind of feels about it. So six months from now, we'll probably find out if this is going to become a global phenomenon. Um, and until then, it's a waiting game. Be sure to follow Young Central on Instagram, TikTok, and on Facebook at Young Central Network. 
Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.